All right, welcome back to another podcast. Today's episode six, I believe. We're joined here by all four of us, unlike last episode, where although we did pretty well for ourselves, Ponchi, if I do say so myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, you and I were the dynamic duo. We had our star guest uh, Jordan on there with us, so that was a, a good time. But we're back with another episode here today. We have a pretty good uh, list ahead of ourselves today in terms of topics. But let's just share a quick update from you guys, Nick, Birdman, Ponchi, whatever order you guys want. What do you got going on right now? Uh, going on in life right now. Just uh, school just started up. Yeah, school started up for me, so I've just been busy with that. And uh, birthday tomorrow, so that's amazing. There you but, go. And again, oh, there's I'm nothing to do, birthday. so that's also amazing. <laughs> thank you, uh, thank you. Yeah, but, Canada, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's about it for me, man. Tell me, Nick. Uh, nothing much, man. Just really busy on here. Things have been getting crazy in, in the stream, and the support has been unreal. It's just been real like i'm just on twitch all day every day uh, lazy sees it a lot he sees me buzzing oh, yeah. around and lazy's oh, yeah. been active too i see you so it's you're playing fall guys earlier yeah yeah fall, <laughs> it's rough i actually just finished playing with papa and he beat me so we had a little challenge we were doing who could win a game first in solos and it was for five gifted he actually beat me so i just gave him five gifted subs on his channel <laughs> and, and then i got the hell out of there now i'm here there you go <laughs> All right. What What about you, Ponchi? What do you got going on on your pod? On not your podcast. Well, our podcast, I guess. But what do you got going on, on your channel? What What's going on with you? Uh, yeah. So I'm like keeping an eye on the average viewer analytics, and we're so close. Two point nine. Sometimes it says three. Um, but aside from that, you know, uh, I'm back in uni in about a month, and yeah, I'm just working here and there. Awesome. Awesome. Well, as always, welcome uh, Kevin Bayou Bangle and Detroit Lions to the uh, chat here uh, live on our podcast. So as always, while we are live, we do monitor our chat to see if we get any special questions so or specific questions that you want us to answer throughout the podcast. So if you are listening on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or even YouTube, feel free to leave it or follow me on Twitch at guys 9 to tune in live for our podcasts on Wednesdays and Sundays at 5.30 p.m. Eastern time. So you can ask us any questions that you might have, or you can just simply leave a comment in the YouTube section. I'll definitely get to it on the next podcast. So uh, to start us off today, I want to start off, start off with the Evander Kane news so it is heavily rumored that evander kane is supposed to be going to the edmonton oilers i personally think that that'd be very beneficial for the edmonton oilers uh but i'll let you guys start us off what do you guys think of that oh well, punch you're the sharks guy go ahead okay. oh shoot what the heck just i'm happened? just happy we have cap now so that's that's fantastic uh it makes sense you know connor mcdavid's great leon Dreisaitl's great and then you kind of get this like that aside from mcdavid and dry you get little bits of offense here and there and yeah no kane makes sense for a one-year contract like go for it man yeah i i was gonna say uh i feel like a lot more teams should have been interested i think there were actually quite a few amount of teams interested because it's uh I, I don't know what he'll sign at, but um, I know it won't be that. It shouldn't be that much, uh, for one, just because given like it's it's a risk, and he obviously has amazing offensive potential. So, uh, 
playing on Edmonton, they do need scoring, and uh, they've lost so many games in a row. And just in their last in their last month, I I saw a stat that they won. I would say I think three games since like the beginning of or the end of November or something like that or mm-hmm. around that. And uh, yeah, anything that can help them out would be great for them. And uh, Kane can definitely do that. Him being on that power play would be great. Um, even just secondary scoring behind McDavid and Drysaddle. Because right now when they're not playing on their historic pace of 200-something points, you see what's happening. And um, it's, it's tough for them, but it's a good pickup, I think, for sure. <laughs> yeah, I agree with all you guys so far. And especially when yeah. you look at the Edmonton Oilers' depth forwards um at least especially on the wing too they don't really have much like they have Puliyarvi, they have hyman like those are two decent wingers i mean i wouldn't necessarily yeah. qualify either of them as uh first line first line rate wingers i'd say maybe they're good second liners Puliyarvi's are good second liner maybe even really good third liner uh hyman's definitely a good second liner in my opinion but they're both would be considered pretty low-end first line wingers right so mm-hmm. obviously they get carried a little bit by mcdavid and dry subtle and that's what kind of carries the edmonton oilers so i think adding someone like evander kane who has the ability to be at least a medium rate to high-end uh winger on the first line you know he he's capable of putting a point like a point per game when he's on a good line and on a good team and when he's rolling properly like he can score goals like it's like it's easy man this guy mm-hmm. knows how to put the ba- puck in the back of the net so if you sign him to like a one year one million dollar deal or even less or even slightly more than that like 1 million 1.5 or whatever they want to sign him to i think that's a win-win for both sides evander king gets an opportunity to make up for his past transgressions and gets a chance a second chance or i guess like a fifth chance if you think about it after uh after winnipeg went to buffalo after buffalo went to san jose and now he's going to um now he's going to probably go to edmonton it's not official yet but you know, I think this is a great opportunity for him. You play with McDavid and Dreisaitl, especially someone of his talents. I mean, it's a guaranteed success unless he just really, sh- like, mm. I yeah. hate to say shits the bed, but shits the bed, right? So yeah. uh, anyway, Nick, I'll let you get your your voice in there as well. I wouldn't bring him in at this point. I don't think he's going to solve any. I mean, I understand. So maybe if a couple of years ago, that's a guy you want to bring in. But right now, just given his circumstances and how, you know, I mean, he's just been toxic throughout the entire league. It's just not, it, I don't see how it's going to help them. I mean, offensively, yeah, does he have talent? Is he, he's a very talented player. There's no doubting that. But with the way things have been for him, I mean, what are the odds that he goes to Edmonton right now and he's he's actually changed, you know? Mm-hmm. He, he's in a bad spot, you know, obviously with his personal life, you know, he can't, you know, harp on the guy for that but it's it's true it's the truth uh you know that th- those problems don't just go away you know they tend to follow you the ones that he's had so um i i wouldn't touch him right now in edmonton i i really like talent wise yes but with everything else that he brings i don't think it's worth it for them um from that perspective i totally i, I agree yes uh because um for one, I was I was a talking point in Vancouver if they should bring in Evander Kane from Vancouver and all that. But uh, so much was going right for us uh, in terms of like uh, since Bruce came in and everything was going right, and people were saying uh, it was it was a talking point about like oh do you want to bring somebody in to to mix it up and mess up what they have? Is that a great idea? And a lot of people said no, and I, I agree with that. That's what the point that you're talking about. But I think from Edmonton's perspective, this could be really stupid. But also, like, it's already so bad. Like, jerseys were thrown on the ice. 
they're talking about firing the coach. They're talking about firing like just everybody, right? And they're like, what can we even do? I mean, throwing a neg- another negative in could make a positive, you know, but uh, but who knows? You are right. There is a big track record here of, with Kane and his past life and history, and those problems do tend to follow you around. But, I mean, all you can do is really try and uh, give him a chance. We'll see what happens. I, I don't think it's going to backfire tremendously since they are already doing pretty poorly at this moment, but I guess we'll see. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. And, and just to build on that too, like if you're Edmonton, this is a, for, in, in my opinion, this is a low risk, high reward scenario. You know, you go mm-hmm. into this situation, let's say you bring in a Vander Kane and he's extremely toxic and can't and doesn't help at all. Well, then just send him down or buy him out. You know, it's not really the end of the world because uh, it's such a low cost contract so it doesn't really affect them too much or you can just trade it to another team for like a seventh or something yeah. so it's a very low risk for me and especially if you're edmonton you're not signing evander kane to re-sign him you're just assigning him as a quick stopgap to help fix your team right now so let's say you're edmonton you you, you and you're ken holland and you're talking to evander kane and you're like okay look what like what does it take for you to just kind of just come here play hockey for the last next what like three quarters or not even three quarters, like two thirds of a year left. They just come here, play hockey. Don't cause any trouble for just two thirds of a season. Just come here and play hockey, focus on hockey uh, for low money. And then this off season, after you've proven here at Edmonton that you can still play, go make your money somewhere else. We don't care what you do with it. But while you're here, just come play hockey and prove to the rest of the league that you're still capable of being the NHL. So I think that would be a win-win scenario if, if that's the conversation that happens between Ken Holland and Evander Kane, and it's a conversation that goes somewhere positive. If Evander Kane's like, no, nah, I just, you know, he doesn't want to play, just focus on hockey, and he wants to stir things and cause trouble, then yeah, don't sign him. But if he's if he agrees, like, yeah, I'm going to try to lay low and focus on hockey, then it, it's a win-win scenario for both sides, mm-hmm. in my opinion. I think that's just a win-win yeah. How do you not do that? Ken Holland's been so uncreative. Like he's he's lacked so much imagination and creativity in terms of his roster moves as the Edmonton Oilers GM. I think this would be his most creative move yet. Like he hasn't really done much in Edmonton. So I think this would be a pretty significant change. Yeah. The only problem I see with Edmonton is they don't really have a strong locker room. Like yeah. Connor Connor and Jai's are really good, but they're on I don't know how they're doing with their leadership. Um, well, the Sharks, when they took the flyer on, uh, Kane, you had Thornton, Marlowe, oh, I don't, don't, I don't think we had Marlowe, uh, Thornton, Pavelski, you had Vlasic, Burns, that's a, that's a strong leadership group right there. So, if anything, like, I know Edmonton's mostly in the talks, but I wouldn't be surprised if he'd rather go to Boston with, um, because they've got their perfection line, and I they've got. Sorry, sorry. Go what's up? I, I think I think it's actually pretty much done. It was it was like kind of like Friday is the day that he's going to sign. <laughs> yeah. 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 So we'll the next couple of days. Yeah. So that's that was just the. Um, I know, like Edmonton's in a like in a wreck right now, but I I thought um he'd like to lean more towards like Boston because. Boston's not quite proven, but they they're consistently making the second round. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That would be a, Go ahead. Yeah, that, I was gonna say that'd be a good fit for him too. I would say, like, even if you throw him with like Hall, right? Like, you, you have the perfection line, then you have Hall, 
And then who I don't know who their second line center is. Uh but Hall and Kane on a line as well. Yeah. That's, that that'd be nice as well. Um I mean I, I, I don't I, I the reports I saw was that he's gonna go to Edmonton, which I, I think is good is just good for him and a good situation. But uh if he did go to Boston too, that would also be equally as good. I mm-hmm. think and you're right, like they do consistently make the playoffs and uh they're probably gonna make it this year too, so there's that. Whereas Edmonton it's a little bit more up in the air at the moment. Yeah. And speaking of Boston, this brings up a good point from uh oh sorry Nick, but just quickly okay. from Bayou Bengal. Uh shout out to Bayou Bengal, by the way, on Twitch. Uh he asked a really good question to us. Are the well, a good debatable question? Uh, are the Boston Bruins the best team in the NHL? Uh, I'll let Nick start us off. Nick, I know you're going to talk there, so I'll let you say your point and then start us off with the question. I was just going to say I feel like we're kind of idealizing Kane a little bit, and that like he's still a good player, but I don't think he's as good as he was. So it's kind of turning into like one of those like, okay, how much longer are we going to keep idealizing this guy? Like I, I mean, Taylor Hall is one of those guys too. You know, because it's funny that he's on Boston right now. We're breaking, mm-hmm. we brought him up. Is that he? He is one of those guys. It's like okay, mm-hmm. Hall had a good year in Jersey, but other than that, you know, he's a decent player. He's not, you know. Well, like I think he still put up a, like over twenty goals though. Like yeah. like Kane, so With his head on, yeah, probably, yeah, probably. Uh, but you know, is it worth the twenty goals? So just a. So last season, the last season he played was uh, 2020, no, 2019, 2020. So the lockout, not lockout, but the shortened season there. Uh, so in his 50, I believe 59, no, 56 games, he had 22 goals, 27 assists for 49 points and a minus one. So he was basically even on a pretty bad Sharks team at the time uh, who were playing pretty poorly. Uh, mm-hmm. He had a regular player, shooting, he had a regular very, shooting percentage. Was. Very good. So he he played very well for them in his last season that he actually played. So, I mean, he's coming off a pretty good year. I don't I don't see why he wouldn't keep that up wherever he goes right now. He seems well, to be a whole lot um, has happened since that. Oh well, yeah, but he's been training though still throughout his uh, yeah. off time. So how old is he now? Oh god, twenty nine, twenty nine, thirty, thirty. He just yeah. hit thirty, so he's still basically in his prime or like yeah. just yeah, slightly yeah. over it. Do you have his uh, CUDA stats, um, Mike? His which now? The Bar- Barracuda stats. Because he played yeah, on Barracuda. the Barracuda. I got uh, it. He has eight points in that. five games. <laughs> Not bad. <laughs> he's chilling, man. He's chilling. Yeah. Yeah. So he's okay. Yeah, he's, right. he's just okay. He's a half decent, half decent guy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but anyway, let's let's move on to the Boston Bruins because Bayou Bengal did ask us a pretty good question, and it's a very subjective question that's very much up for debate. But that's the fun part about hockey podcasts is you can just debate stuff like that. So I'll start off quickly. I think the Boston Bruins are one of the better teams in the NHL. I wouldn't say they're the best. I still think the Tampa Bay Lightning are the best built team in the NHL. They just they beat you in every way. Like you, no matter what you play against Tampa Bay Lightning, they can beat you. You want to play physical, they'll beat you physically. They, you want to play skilled, they'll beat you skillfully. Like They'll beat you in any way you want to play hockey, and I think that's why they're the best team. Uh, they have Ryan McDonough, Victor Hedman, and Mikhail Sergachev, who could all be first-pairing defensemen on many teams in the NHL, like many teams in the NHL. They'd be considered a top line, if not number three or number two uh, guy on a lot of other teams, and they're the top three in, in Tampa, and they still have Cernak as well. Uh, uh, Cal Foot's coming up, so they got a really good blue line, very big blue line. So uh, I really like that in teams when they have a skilled, sized uh, defensive line uh, lineup. I think that's a really good team. So Boston, like, I'm sorry, I want to say that you're good, and and I think they're one of the better teams. They're one of the better cultural teams in the league. They have this culture where no matter who comes in the lineup, they're still confident they're going to win games. Uh, I talked about that a lot about Pittsburgh 
in the last podcast or a few podcasts ago, I was talking about how Pittsburgh has this culture where like players like Evan Rodriguez can just come in and be amazing. Brian Russ, like they just constantly recycle players like that because uh, they come to the organization and expect to be good. Uh, so I think Boston has that very similar uh, effect on players like Matt Grizzlick uh, and players like that who just come up and play well for Boston. And Mike Riley comes in as a guy who was like fringe going on other teams. And now he looks really good in Boston as a top uh, four defenseman-ish, mm. uh, like a five, like a four or five guy. So uh, I really like Boston's culture. I think they have one of the best cultures in the league. And I, I think that they're built to win always uh, as long as they have that core right now. But they're not one of the better teams to me anymore. Like they're up there, but they're not the best anymore. They're just not. I can agree with that. I mean, I, I think like they are a good team for sure. But uh, in terms of tiers, I wouldn't put them on the very top tier. And the ways you listed as well. But that being said, though, uh, I know we're going to talk about it later on, but Rass is coming back. So I don't know how much that's going to change things. Because like right now they've won, um, I want to say like a third or sorry, two thirds of their games. I would say, which is pretty good. Like it is pretty good yeah. in the NHL. They won two thirds of their games. But um, yeah, now adding Rask as well. And I, I know they've been kind of injured and uh, COVID, COVID's been around them throughout the season. So It'll be interesting to see when they're all like fully back. I think they're all fully back now, but when Rask is here, I'll, it'll be interesting to see how good they are then. Uh, I still think if they make the playoffs, it'll be through wildcard. Uh, but yeah, um, I, I don't know. Like I'm looking at their lineup right now. I know they wanted to get rid of Jake DeBrusque, so that could be a deadline person they, they, they kind of get rid of. Um, Eric Halla at your second line center. I don't know, but this, these are just kind of things where I'm just looking at, like, this isn't, like, uh, the, t- the top tier. Like, other teams, like, second lines and uh, third lines, just their depth is just much better. Like, their defense is, their defense is all right, but if I look at, like, the top tier teams as, as well, like, I would say they're still better than having uh, John Moore, uh, Carlo. Carlo's okay. Mike Riley. Um, yeah, I, I would still, I would kind of agree with you there. I would, I would agree with you. They're not the very top tier. But they're a good team. I can see Nick writhing right now in the background. <laughs> He's like ready to <laughs> yeah, Nick, go this. on, go on about it. Let's see, Nick. Know, let's see what you guys say. I'm, I'm, I'm a huge Bruins fan. Uh, for those of you that you know that that can't tell, uh, I love the Bruins. Holding <laughs> the Rangers thing. I just holding the Rangers. Love my Bruins. Uh, all kidding aside, though, I mean they're a good team. I think they're right where they're supposed to be. I think we all thought they were going to kind of fall off a little bit. And they did. But you know, it's funny. It's like it's usually these type of seasons that a team might win a cup. You know, when, like, everyone starts to kind of say, ah, they're getting past it a little bit. You know, maybe they're not what they were. That's usually when a team is dangerous. And I think Boston is right in that area right now where they're dangerous. But they also don't have depth, like Berta was saying. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. a one-line. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, they're okay. You know, they do have some options besides that first line. But I don't know. I You shut down that top line, it's going to be a tough night for, for Boston, you know? Right. And, and how, you know, is... Is Rask going to be the Rask that he was? That's another, you know, it's just like Kane. You know, where is Rask at right now? I mean, Kane obviously looks looks good in the AHL, but Rask hasn't been playing. So, you know, we'll see with that. But they're a good team. Not Definitely not a top yeah. tier anymore, though. Yeah, and, and hockey in, in our chat here, hockey brings up a pretty good point or a very good point. The problem with Boston is the future. Like They don't, they keep selling off their prospects and that's, that's the part about being a contender that's tough is you always want to keep being the best 
when you're contending for playoffs. So you're mm-hmm. always selling off your future. Now, the best teams, in my opinion, the teams that are able to compete for a long, long, long time, which is what I always try to build in my franchise modes on Twitch, shout out to myself, um, <laughs> <laughs> is I build a, a team break. that's able to constantly get younger and better at the same time. So uh, the best teams do that. Tampa Bay has done a pretty good job so far. You look at the likes of Matthew. I keep... I'm a, I'm a huge Montreal Canadiens fan, but I keep going about the Tampa Bay Lightning because I think they're just so well-constructed. And I would have said that years ago even as they're coming up. Uh, you got players like um, <laughs> players like Matthew Joseph coming in, Taylor Radish, uh, Boris Kachuk. Those are all young guys in their low 20s, like 21, 22-ish, maybe 23 tops. Uh, Cal Foot, players like that coming in constantly. Sergachev, they just they trade away an aging, well, not really aging at the time, but they trade away Drouin for a 19 year old defenseman, and now it's Sergachev, right? So they just constantly they keep a similar core, but they're constantly getting younger in their depth. They get the veterans sometimes for their fourth line, but they're always those third and second lines are always getting younger and younger and younger. And as those young guys start asking for more money boom, you're traded away. Like, look at Tyler Johnson. Look at guys like that. They trade them away when they're starting to ask for those big contracts and they replace them with younger guys. You know what I mean? So I think teams like Tampa Bay that do that are able to succeed for so long and remain a champion slash contender status uh, for that reason. Now, I think Boston did that for quite a while and we're pretty successful at it as well. Uh, you know, as they were contending, they brought in the likes of Sagan, Kessel, Hamilton. and they. Re- but then their problem was they recycled those players for older guys. So that's where Boston went wrong, in my opinion. Um, unlike Tampa Bay, who when they trade away their older guys, they get younger. So, uh, while still getting better. So I think that's what makes a true contender. Sorry, Ponchi, I kind of cut you off. So yeah. if you want to take over from me, you're, you're up. <laughs> no, I was thinking, so the Kessel trade wasn't as bad as people think because they got Sagan. It was the Dallas trade that made it worse. That was the whole problem with that. Uh, Boston, we, we all know Boston. We've lived with Boston for a long time. We know that they're they're good, and then they'll pursue somebody. But, you yeah. know, it happens to, to every team where they're up top, and then because they're trying to keep the gang together for a long time, they don't have anything. They don't have a future right now. So Well, look, at the, like, look what happened to Detroit, right? So I think they're the borderline on that right now. And yeah, I think but they also like Boston has a smart GM. They like he's watching teams like the Sharks that are kind of struggling right now because of that because they're in that mid-tier situation. And you know, the Red Wings. So you know. Um I'm not a GM, so I'm gonna respect that the Boston GM knows what he's doing. Yeah, he's he's a pretty smart guy. He brings in guys like Halla, Lazar, uh, that can just kind of come in and be good players. Craig Smith has looked so good in Boston. He found a way to keep Taylor Hall for decently cheap. So, yeah, he's definitely a smart guy. I'm, I'm that's not what I'm saying at all. And and he, since he took has taken over, they've been much better at being that Tampa Bay like esque champion mm-hmm. team that can constantly get younger and better at the same time. Uh, since he's taken over, but before him, in his, before his tenure, I think it was. I don't know who it was, but he was the guy who traded Tyler Sagan for really old players. Um, and speaking of the Dallas Stars and Tyler Sagan, I think it's time we move on. Birdman, I'll let you uh, start us off for this one. John Klingberg has asked for a trade yeah. out of Dallas. It's been reported. I mean, 
Is it official? I'm sure it is because it's been reported everywhere. But uh, if not, then it'd be a crazy rumor. Uh, Bird of Mine starts yeah. off. I, I just, uh, I, I did see the actual video of uh, him responding to it. So it, it was reported that he requested for a trade. I think that is true. And he was asked about it in a post-game interview, I believe. Um, but he did the, the basic thing. What everyone says, like, okay, I this is my family lives here. I do want to be here. This and that. But it seemed like uh, he felt a little underappreciated there. And uh, I can I can agree with that. I, I can I can agree with that for sure, and um, I think for Dallas, like we were talking about last podcast, the one the last one that me and Nick were, uh, which was I think podcast four number four, and we were talking about the downfall of them if, as uh, they were going to be trading some people at the deadline, maybe, and uh, this could be the first domino to fall. But um, that being said, they've won a few games in a row now, so I think if they're close to a playoff spot, man, I I don't see it happening, Ponge. I, I know you're you're the one to start all of this, but. If they're close to it, I, I don't know if they're going to trade Pavelski and Radulov. They might just end up losing them, or if not, they don't re-sign them. I don't know. What I do you mean, think, Ben? If 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 you're in the Dallas Stars division, right? That's a that's not a very strong division. Like I'm sorry, the, the West is a lot, and I mean a lot weaker than the East, in my opinion. The East has so many mm-hmm. strong teams, so many well-built mm-hmm. teams and franchises. The West. Yeah, it's a fun time to watch the West because everybody's competing for a playoff spot. Like everybody except for Arizona and Seattle, I think, uh, yeah. in the West, and even Seattle, they go on a tear. Like let's say they, let's say we, Seattle wins five games in a row, they'd be like really close to a playoff spot because everybody's around five hundred battling for the same spots in the West. So mm-hmm. if you're a team like Dallas, why not just trade all your old guys for younger guys and maybe still make the playoffs? You know, well, what's the wrong in that? You're in a division. You can take. Uh, you're in a conference. You can take advantage of uh, teams like San Jose, Anaheim, LA. Like those teams, you can take advantage of because they're they're playing above expectation. So that's probably not going to last. It's probably not going to be sustainable for those teams. Uh, so if you're if you're Dallas, and I'm looking at our team, and, and don't let this three or four game winning streak derail your opinion of the team. Don't let four games change your entire opinion of a team. We all know Dallas is too old at this point maybe this would be their last hurrah to try to make a cup win but if i'm the dallas stars and if i'm looking out for myself as a franchise i'd say okay it's time to rebuild let's build around high skin and let's build around hints let's build around robertson's build around those three big pillars let's build around odinger and let's cop them with some younger guys who are like 25 26 or even 24 let's complement them with those guys who can play key roles and and make them better so that that's what i would try to do as a dallas stars gm but obviously i'm not a gm uh and it'd be tough to sell ownership on that uh, but if you can do a quick retool just try kind of trade your old guys out for younger parts and still make the playoffs that'd be so exciting for dallas fans i'm sure i'm sure right and i think Klingberg would haul something too if it's a sign I, most of these deals now with uh uh higher level uh, players in the NHL when they're near the deadline and they're a UFA coming up, it's usually a, like a sign and trade t- type of thing, or like they'll they'll have a deal in place when they when they do trade. And I, I think if they get that done, they would they would get a massive haul for Klingberg because he's a great defenseman and he, he does put up points. I, I think he's uh, put up. Uh, I think let me see right now. I think seventeen and twenty seven, which is pretty good. Pretty good. About most defensemen are uh, not at that level, so. Um, he can play in the power play. Uh, he's not. He's not very old. He's twenty nine. He's still in his prime. So they get. They get some haul for him. I think. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, I think the retool makes more sense than a full than a full rebuild because who when we want to name those like pieces we should trade off it's it's only three really it's Radulov, Pavelski, and it's Klingberg. Ben's not getting traded off. He's the captain and he makes like eight mil, mm. something like that. And Sagan makes seven mil and he's putting up points. So I think you want to go younger. So I think look to trade this season, tank one, maybe two seasons. And then I think your retool is going to come quicker. Uh, it's going to come quicker with better results rather than a full like rebuild. Yeah, so I, I pulled up the cap friendly. I'll let you guys discuss about these players. But I pulled up the cap friendly for the Dallas Stars, and these are their expiring deals. You got Pavelski, Radulov, uh, Gurionov. I hope they keep him. Uh, but you got so Pavelski, uh, Radulov, you have uh, Michael Raffle, uh, Jason Robertson, John Klingberg, uh, Andre Sakara, Braden Holpe, and Jake Ottinger. Those are guys are all expiring uh, on their contracts. Ooh, wow. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and they buried Anton Hudobin, uh, so that's money buried right now. Uh, so they're they're getting a penalty for that as well. So those are the guys expiring. Uh, but then you look at the contracts. Like Jamie Ben's got after mm. this year, he's got three years left at nine point five. There's no opportunity to change that. Um, and Tyler Sagan's deal is nine point eight five million per season until uh, at the end of twenty twenty six, twenty twenty seven. So in twenty twenty seven. He will be a free agent. That is one, two, three, four, five seasons right. after this one that he'll be under contract for nine point eight five million. So those two are definitely untradeable. But you look at the likes of Pavelski, like I said, Pavelski, Radulov, Michael Raffle, Luke Glendening, uh, those guys, and on defense, Klingberg, uh, Ryan Suter. If you could find a Suter <laughs> for him, uh, Andre Sakara. Like those are all movable contracts, and so is Braden Holpe. Like you just build young. Hmm. You're set. That's all you got to do. But it, it's just getting there. That's the hard part, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah. It looks just like the Rangers situation. And it's like, it's funny you're bringing up those names. Mm-hmm. Like when the Rangers did theirs, it was Zuccarello, McDonough. Um, there's one other player, but those were two of the big ones. So I'd, I'd say, you know, comparably, it's like Pavelski and, and Klingberg right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But the only Dallas has to be careful with Klingberg because I know we weren't. We didn't really get any. Uh, any good i mean i mean the return was okay for mcdonough but i i feel like the rangers definitely got fleeced a little bit so dallas has to be careful because Klingberg's obviously still a really good defenseman and you don't want to lose him for nothing yeah i don't remember who they got for zuccarello you got this is basically the exact same thing that they're going through right now the only yeah. difference is is that sagan and ben are there and they're anchors basically mm-hmm. because of those contracts so it's a lot more complicated than just you know okay we're losing pavelski and Klingberg, I mean Ben and and Sagan. That's that's crazy. The, the, those are crazy contracts. Yeah. Did you uh, did you guys get rid of JT Miller that year as well, or was that yes, a later? Yes. Was it that year? Oh, yeah. I think it was that year. And you got Derek yeah. Stepan traded Stephon, for. Yes, yeah, Stepan was out that year. For yeah, Zibanejad, that's a steal. Oh my no, god. No, no, we traded. Uh, no, we traded Brassard. Oh, Brassard for Zibanejad, right. which was also a steal. still a steal. I knew it was one of those yeah. two guys. I don't remember oh, who it was. Yeah. That was good. Mm-hmm. That one was a little earlier, though. That was a little before the retool. But it was like, but it, it the... worked. Yeah. If you do it right, it works. It's just a lot of GMs, you know, 
don't hang on to go and, and yeah. do it because well, <clears throat> up, you know, <laughs> your fan base is going to hate you for years to come. Like, you know, imagine they trade Klingberg right now and Klingberg goes somewhere else and like, you know, he's not going to win a Norris or anything, but like imagine he becomes a really good defenseman and Dallas just ends up being down at the dumps for like the next five to 10 years. Like yeah. Most teams don't actually pull off what the Rangers did. Most teams, when they do something like that, they end up regretting it immediately. Yeah, I, I think. Uh, oh, go ahead. I I was just gonna say as well. I think I think it's uh it's that as one one point for sure. But I also think it's a money thing too. Like they don't want the seats to be empty. They don't. They don't. They want their team to always be in the playoffs because you make money that way, right? And uh, if your team is not gonna make the playoffs, you're gonna sell less tickets, for example. I think a place like uh, the uh, like MSG, I, I feel like that's always going to be um, busy. Uh, you're going to sell a lot of tickets there regardless, just because it is what it is. So I feel like they're able to pull it off like, per- like just fine. Whereas I know so many other markets would not do it just for the sole purpose of just the money aspect of it, or the owner would not want the team to do that necessarily. I think I think that's another key thing to why that happened or why it doesn't happen as much. I'd I'd agree with that. I'd agree with that. You got like, I, I mean, that's kind of like Toronto did something similar too with their, you mm-hmm. know, with their little rebuild and bringing in Shanahan, the whole thing they did mm-hmm. there. Like, you know, not you don't really see that. Like, you're not going to see Arizona do something like that, you know. So it, it it's a tough spot right. for a lot of teams. Like when you're like Dallas and you're like right there, and you know the owner for you know for teams like Dallas, like playoff revenue matters. So like those yeah. couple games that they get in the playoffs, that actually matters. Like the Rangers, they're gonna make money either way. Toronto's gonna make money either way. They don't need to make the playoffs. Dallas kind of has to. So that's probably why I, I wouldn't be surprised if Dallas just tries to hold on to Klingberg and push. You know, even if they're not, they don't look good. They don't look like they're gonna win anything, let alone mm-hmm. make it. You know, they're just gonna hold on and and hope that maybe they get lucky. Yeah, fair enough. I, I agree yeah. with you. I gotta mention one thing though, man. I'm scared of Eichel. I'm scared he's he's practicing. It looks like he's gonna he's gonna kill the Pacific Division quite a bit. We already have McDavid in our division, and now we got we got Eichel. Oh my goodness, it is uh it's not looking good. And Vegas is already like first, man. I, I just I don't know how they always do this. They just they're just like they have this injured team. And then they just come out, and they're just still first uh, again and again. And uh, now they're they have Eichel coming, and uh, I, it, it's gonna be scary, dude. Once they're all healthy, like Pacioretty, Pacioretty's scoring at an unreal rate. I don't even need to pull up his, his stats to know, like he his goals per sixty is probably like up there amongst like the top top goal scorers in the league. Like I, we were talking about making our fantasy teams earlier, uh, and I went so top heavy of goal scoring. Honestly, I feel like Patch Ready, if you're looking at goals per 60, he's probably right up there with like a lot of those guys. Yeah. Yeah, I think the thing is, though, will, will Vegas, I think Vegas is eventually going to have, um, they're going to go through what every other team is going through, trying to, trying to keep this gang together. At least that's what you're yeah. rooting for, Ponch, secretly. Yes. Yes, I am. Yeah, you well, knew he wasn't going to say anything nice about Vegas. Come on. It's either I, I slandered Edmonton, I'm slandering Vegas, there are division. There, I don't like Edmonton because I'm a Calgary boy, don't like Vegas because I'm a Sharks fan. It's, But, like, but is, will it happen, though? Because you lost Suzuki. Mm-hmm. You lost... 
Tuck's gone, and Krebs is gone. And I know Tuck and Krebs don't look like... And what... Did they also Tuck is trade good, a first? They Tuck is did. good. Yeah. I know Tuck doesn't look like Eichel, but mm-hmm. you you also thought Suzuki wasn't going to be as good mm-hmm. um, in for your future, and he's doing well in Montreal mm-hmm. right now. I think I disagree with that. Really? I, you don't, I don't like think... Suzuki for patches? No, I, I think from Vegas Vegas's perspective, I think they knew Suzuki was going to be good. I think um, they didn't expect Tatar to be as good as he was, but they were also banking on Pacioretty being as good as he is right now for Vegas. Pacioretty has been so good for Vegas, so for them it's hmm. worth it. Like they didn't need they don't need Suzuki. Like I look at I look at Vegas, like he doesn't really play their style. Quite honestly, I don't I don't see Suzuki being a good fit in Vegas. I don't know I don't know why. Really? I just don't see it being a good fit. I to me, he just doesn't seem like a Vegas Golden Knight. Maybe it's just because I'm a Habs fan. I just I've always seen him in a Habs jersey. But like, to me, Suzuki just doesn't seem like a Vegas Golden Knight to me. He just doesn't. I I, I think they knew he was good, but they they felt like they needed more wing like winger scoring ability and Pacioretty, man, he's a dynamic scorer. Like he can just mm-hmm. shoot the puck from anywhere and beat any goalie. Like he's so he has such a good shot. Like I watched him play in Montreal. His biggest flaw was he doesn't go into the corners and dig for pucks. Well, guess what? Yeah. Even with Mark Stone and Chandler Stevenson, those guys go into the corners and get the pucks and give it to Pacioretty. Mm. In Montreal, Pacioretty was the only good player on offense. No offense to Galchenyuk and Placanic and Dayarnay, but like, I mean, I guess offense to them because they're they're not good enough to to make Pacioretty less noticeable yeah. by the other team. Whereas Vegas, especially when Eichel's in, you have Stevenson, Eichel, uh, uh, Stone. Carlson, Marshall, and Pacioretty. So Pacioretty mm-hmm. gets a little bit lost in the defensive zo- in the offensive zone. He gets open and he scores more. So I think Vegas was ganking on that more than anything else. They didn't need someone yeah. like Suzuki. They needed someone like Pacioretty who could score goals like it's easy. Like it's so easy for him. Or not, it's not easy for him, but he makes it look easy is what I'm trying to say. Uh, so yeah, that, that's my opinion on the on the matter there uh, for mm-hmm. Vegas' mm-hmm. trade. And we were talking before, and uh, hockey brought it up in the in the chat. So I do want to bring this up to let our chat know that we're always listening to them, because uh, this is about being an interactive podcast. That's the whole point of this uh, podcast, other than us just hanging out and having fun. But uh, he did bring up a good point. Like, how is Vegas? What kind of witchcraft does Vegas have to pull off for Eichel to be able to play? And I said voodoo witchcraft. I don't know about you guys. I said voodoo. I don't. I think that's just the way they're going to go. But also, I think their move. And I Vegas is very smart. They're very smart. They know what they're doing. They have a very smart GM. Uh, hmm. I'm looking at their books. They have Evgeny Dadnov, and Evgeny Dadnov was not a guy anybody really wanted on their team. Like it was just so easy. They like like he's just been moving around. Right? He's in Florida, then in Ottawa, and then like, he's just moving around so easily. I yeah. think they brought in Dadnov for now. They're kind of showcasing him a bit. He's been playing on the first line while Pacioretty's been injured. So he's been playing with uh, Stone and Stevenson. or Yeah, I think it was Stone and Stevenson he was playing with. And he's been playing pretty well. So I think they're trying to showcase him and then move him. I think that's their game plan. So look at his yeah. contract. He's got one year left after this. It's a pretty easily movable contract. It is $5 million, mm-hmm. but if he's playing well, then who cares, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, him and Riley Smith are both... Well, Riley Smith is expiring next year. So I I mean what's what's Eichel's deal is it like ten it's ten mil right so they're ten mil over the cap technically is that how it is yeah oh you know what yeah. I, you know what though I I think um I don't think Patrick's gonna play the rest of the year so if they have him on LTIR I think they'll be fine 
because <clears throat> his deal is around seven eight million, and then they only have to get rid of a couple million after that just to get Eichel in. And they yeah. still have Martinez on LTIR as well at five point two five for the next two years. After yeah, this. and then once he's in the playoffs, doesn't even matter anymore. So yeah. I think that's just all it's going to be. Is they're just going to ride it out till playoffs? Like like Patch Ready, I honestly think he's not playing this year until like playoffs. And then Martinez, I don't know how bad his injury is, but he might be done. I think he might be is done. He... Oh, okay. I don't know. I yeah. don't know. I, he's probably gonna come back for playoffs if I had to guess, though. That's usually mm-hmm. how it goes in the NHL. But yeah. I mean, the Vegas Golden Knights are in a good spot. Like you can try to trade. I mean, I'd try to trade William Carrier. Maybe I know he's a good fit for their culture, and like everyone likes him. But he's making one point four million dollars for a fourth line guy. You you can move that as well. It's a pretty easily movable contract. He's only twenty seven. It's like you move Carrier, you move Dadnov. That's almost that's like seven six point four million bucks, and because yeah, Ico's coming in late. I think it's not a full ten million. I don't know. It's something weird. It's mm-hmm. very the NHL is very weird with their cap. Uh, it's so strange. Uh, so I don't know. I yeah. I can see them finding a way to get around this easily. Yeah, they wouldn't have made the trade otherwise. I'm sure they they know what they're doing. Yeah, in some way. Yeah, so I think yeah. Vegas is pretty set, pretty well set up. Uh, going forward, so I'm not too new, too concerned for them. I think they're going to find a way to finagle the cap, as they always <laughs> do. So uh, yeah. they'll be fine. They'll be fine. Yeah, lazy. I actually got to ask you something, man. Oh okay. yeah. So a little segue. Canucks uh, are looking at a GM. Habs looking at a GM. One name. This is not the front runner, but one name we interviewed uh, and is coming up a little bit is Scott Mellenby. I know he was your AGM there for a long time in Montreal. Yeah, what was he in charge yeah. of again? Wasn't he the VP of communication though? I don't think he Is that was... what he was. Oh, was he not the AGM? I, I thought I... he was. Well, he was considered an AGM here. Let me. Okay. All right. Let's see. Wait, any initial thoughts on him at all? He's the only good player on the Florida alumni team in NHL 22. <laughs> 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 uh, what about Atlanta Thrashers? If Atlanta Thrashers were in the game, I'm sure was he's... The, uh, was Melanby on the Thrashers? I think so. I think so. Let me check right now. Did, uh, like Pavel, did they not have Pavel Bure? Yeah. No, not in the game. I don't know That's why. That's ridiculous. They, every year, it's just like the alumni teams are so broken. <laughs> yeah, else? you played on the Thrashers uh, 05 to 07. <laughs> yeah, so okay, I have, I have his career here in Montreal. So he came into the Canadians organization in 2012 under Bergevin. So he's one of Bergevin's guys as the director of player personnel. So that's a pretty significant role. That's the role that Bergevin had in <clears> Chicago. Uh, so that you, then he was promoted to assistant GM under Bergevin. So you can tell Bergevin really likes this guy in 2014. If you ask me, the whole Bergevin era was just mediocrity at best. Uh, they had one or two good years in there and everything else was just kind of a throwaway. So, and like they were, re- honestly, I don't know how much of a part he had in the like pro scouting in terms of like who to acquire and trades. So if he's going to come into a role as like someone who's going to be good at acquiring players, then you're set. Like he's probably pretty good. But if you look at the, like the Laval Rocket, like, with him as AGM, they went from they went from Hamilton Bulldogs, I think, to uh, the Ice Dogs, like somewhere else, St. John's Ice Dogs or something, or Ice Caps, and then the Laval Rocket. Like he's moved around the AHL team like six times, so it hasn't been very consistent. So I, I don't know what to expect from him. I really don't have much of a read on the guy because, quite frankly, Bergman gets all the heat for everything and. Uh, so I don't have much of a read on him, but he doesn't have much experience as a GM. So I I wouldn't be too pumped 
if he got hired. <laughs> Chat was talking about how they didn't recognize Nick without his glasses, and he puts it right on. <laughs> oh my god, dude! I didn't even notice that. <laughs> yeah. I was so in, in the conversation. <laughs> so they have a sunglasses stream. Uh, mine's broken, man. But we I got have one day. I have old grandma glasses <laughs> that I Just bought like... on a trip to the DR. I got them for like one and a half pesos on a beach in the DR when I was in oh, high school. Yeah. So back when I was like, I think I was 16 at the time. So these are the white grandma glasses. <laughs> Let me see. Literally. I like them. Oh, you know what? You can pull them off. Pull them I, off. I wore them for the Philadelphia Flyers. Hashtag yeah. Philadelphia Flyers. Uh, yeah. Franchise mode intro and for the Flyers. I didn't wear it for the first episode. Though. I just wore it for the intro. And I went like, bam, changes are coming. But uh i'm not wearing those hurt my eyes uh yeah well now i feel i feel left out now so no i took them off i took them off they hurt my eyes but anyway they're the old, yeah. i call them the old grandma glasses because they're white they have the extra they're fake ray bands they're ray dot band and they got the extra dot on the side to make them like extra grandma <laughs> they're called ray dot band they're called right they're rip off ray bands they're ray dot band oh, from the oh dominican republic God. that i bought on a beach That's for a dollar or for yeah. one and a half pesos which was like less way less than a dollar so i'll take it yeah yeah radon band oh my goodness yeah. they're like let's let's try and make some uh very uh let's make some ray bands that look exactly like ray bands and not call it that let's just sneak a little dot in there so i can pull it off as a knock or, or like an actual thing but there's so many brands that do that though. yeah 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 I, oh i You're feel right. bad i gotta disable the channel points whenever we go on a podcast i feel bad papa clutch redeemed happy at one point and yeah. pond uh no cheese whiz redeemed musical oh my god for a sound alert they're not active in the podcast i should probably give a warning somewhere uh channel points and and sound alerts are not active in the podcast because we don't get copyright striked everywhere we post a podcast and uh that way when someone's going on a tangent we don't want to have oh my god play what i'm talking about the habs you know what i mean so yeah that's why we have it like that that's why i have it set like that so we don't get dmca striked everywhere so. <laughs> you know, just quickly before we go back to hockey um i actually my brother was telling me my, that his friend went to went to india right and this is when like the um there's i don't know there was some really 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 hyped up shoe that was coming out it was a nike something mm, of okay? course so he bought he bought it in india for like a lot of money like like five six hundred dollars like a lot of money Why? right and then he said he, he came home and he's sending pictures and everybody to like the group chat the freaking nikes yeah. is the wrong way like the logo is the wrong way <laughs> no <laughs> way yeah <laughs> so it's, they're worth like five bucks that there's yeah yeah that's actually hilarious dude yeah no like you gotta be careful what you buy it like if you don't buy it at an official store it could be a knockoff you never know it could be yeah. <laughs> but yeah no I, I bought them at on a beach in the dr and then i bought another pair that i lost or broke i bought them mm -hmm. at like a, one of those markets uh, i brought home like paintings mm. and stuff like everything was super cheap obviously and like we were supporting the local community by going there so uh that's why i bought stuff like that we lost Ponchi's camera. Uh-oh. Now I'm Ponchi. Now you're Ponch. Uh, Ponchi, you want to turn the camera back on? Yeah, <laughs> I don't okay. know if you want to be me for the day, but, I mean, you can. You want to go, my, you want to, go to work for me tomorrow? I don't feel like going. <laughs> there he is. No, we're okay. All right, let's 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 move on to, our. I think, one of our last topics here. I have the PowerPoint set up, so I'm going to cover all our faces here. So I'm sorry to all of you... Uh, in chat that love looking at us but i'm gonna block mm -hmm. us here we're gonna talk about our teams so let's close the overlay and let's get the powerpoint oh of course i get uh 
notification. So let me go like presenter view or something. No, that's not good. Oh <laughs> shit. How do I get out of here? <laughs> Sorry to everybody on the podcast. There we go. So these are the teams we have set up. I guess I'll start because my team is the one being shown and yeah. So guys, are you still here? Can you still hear me? Yep. yep. All right. Good. Yeah. I just want to make sure I didn't kill the podcast. All right. So we each drafted a fantasy hockey team or not really fantasy hockey because there's no chance we get all these players on our teams, but we just picked a bunch of players in the league that we all really like and put them mm. together on a team. I'm still not convinced with my center. I picked him because I think he's a really good player and he just gets cursed by the tradition of his team. So my team is Ovechkin at the left wing, uh, Austin Matthews on, on center, Patrick Kane on the right wing, Adam Pellick on the left D, Kale McCarr on right D, and UC Saros in Nets. I think UC Saros has been one of the best goalies, if not the best goalie this year, other than Vasilevsky. Hindsight, I probably should pick Vasilevsky, but I just like how Saros is playing, especially on a team that's not very stacked. Like Nashville's good defensively. That's why they win a lot of games. But a big part of it's been UC Saros. Uh, Ovechkin just put on a tear this year, so it was a no-brainer to pick him. I think we all picked Ovechkin, or most of us except for Ponchi. Uh, center, I think most of us took Matthews, and I took Matthews as well. He's been really good this year, and I I really like his game. He's really grown a lot as a player. Plays a good two-way game. Patty Kane on the right wing. Patty Kane's one of the best playmakers in the league. No, hands down, the best playmaker in the league. Uh, so good with it, like his hands and skating, everything's so good. Matthews is physical, Ovechkin's physical. They complement him so well, and they can both shoot. So that line would be unstoppable. I picked Adam Pellick. I could have picked Hedman here, but I picked Pellick because he's such an underrated defensive defenseman in the NHL. I think he's so good. If they had an award for shutdown defenseman, it would be him or Slavin that won it every year. So I put Pellick uh, with McCarr to complement McCarr. So McCarr's my offense puck-moving guy. I wanted a guy kind of like how Carlson had mm. Mark Mathot. I picked Adam Pellick. And then the Nets, obviously, I already said UC Soros. Guys, tear apart my team. Let me know why I'm stupid. Let me know what you think of the team. No, it just makes sense. I, yeah, like, it's hard to tear apart your team, man, honestly. <laughs> uh, Adam Pellick, buddy, we don't take New York Islanders on this team. All right, all right. Good. What are you doing? Oh, name a right? good oh, shutdown yeah, defender on the Rangers. Name one good shutdown defender on the Rangers. Get him out of there. What a bum. Bro, if Adam Pellick was on the Rangers, you'd be praising him like God. You guys are like Ryan Lindgren. Uh, wait, was he the one who made that play, or was it Pollock in the in the conference final in Tampa, against Tampa? I don't know. I think it was. Dave, do you know what I'm talking uh, about? The save. Yeah, the one game. where he was like in the net. Yeah, against uh, McDonough. I think it was either. Yeah, it was against McDonough. It was either Pollock or Pellick. I don't remember. It was, it was one of the Pellick. Be... It was Pulock. Oh, it was Pulock. Okay. I say Pulock just so I can go either way though. Bro, that that was that was one of the craziest. Like, even though that was the Islanders, I was I was impressed. I was like, okay, mm-hmm. you know that, that that was cool. Yeah, that was very cool. Yeah, no, so that, that's a good team. I like. It. I, I had like, to pick Pelic for that yeah. reason. But, Such a good defender. Saro, wait, what are Saros's numbers right now? Oh, he's killing it, man. He, he's like, I think he's he might have one of the best save percentages. Let me check right now for you. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Yeah, he's been, he's been so good for Nashville. I couldn't not take him. I watched yeah. him play against Montreal. Funny, that was like one of his weaker games of the season, but I still thought he was really good. Uh, what's going yeah. on, Noah? But yeah, so anyway, let, let us hear, Birdie. What, what's he looking like? Well, he has a 9.28 with 30 games played, so that's unbelievable. Like, that, that's very, very good. <laughs> he's played all but um, like six games this year. What the heck? Guy's an animal. <laughs> yeah, nah, he's killing him. Two shutouts. Uh, his goal against average is 2.27. But then again, that's I always think mm. of that as more of a team stat, but 
yeah yeah he's doing great um he's gonna be good for them for a while like he's he's just entering his prime i think i, I think goalies are are uh the, the thing of goalies is, is they're good for like a long time like even like just look at mike smith's numbers <laughs> like we i know you were talking about like this year fantasy wise he's doing good but like i think it was last year he had crazy numbers as well yeah um I don't, I don't know what it is, man. I don't know what it is about goalies. They, they can just be so good for like a long time. Bro, mm-hmm. Mike Smith is getting a lot of hate in the comment section. Guys, leave Mike Smith alone. The guy is a legend. He has like 17,000 children. He's a beautiful human being. He gets injured because Edmonton overplays him and can't play defense. If Mike Smith was on any other team, you'd all be praising him and he'd have like a 900,000 save percentage, all right? I would not be praising him unless he was on Vancouver. All right. Then maybe. Mike Smith has more empty netters than like Stefan Degg. Oh yeah, no, no. Mike Smith is a legend. Uh, so yeah. let's move on to Berta Man. Uh, I want to keep this going because we we gotta end soon. I gotta get going soon. So let's let's move okay, on to Berta Man. I'll go super super quick. So we both had Matthews McCarr. So but my first line is I went so top heavy of goal scoring guys. I went Ovechkin, Matthews, Dabrinka. Uh They're all amazing goal scorers. I think they're all in the top five of goal scoring this year. Um, it's funny because when you look at this, I know you're talking about playmaking. I was like, okay, maybe Dabrinka has the playmaking on this line. Nope. He has the least amount of assists on this, <laughs> on this line. He has six. Uh, wait, hold on. I think it's six assists. Bro. Yeah, he has, he has 23 goals and six assists. Okay, so <laughs> there's mm. that. Uh, Matthews has 23 goals, 14 assists. And Ovechkin actually has more assists than goals. He has 28 assists, 24 goals. So I went top heavy with my forwards, and I got the best puck-moving D-man in the league, and I did say the best, and I did not include Fox there, Nick. Okay, I have Quinn mm. Hughes. And Makar, both amazing. Makar can shoot from the point. Hughes has a whatever shot, but they can both pass very well. And I got the best goal in the league. I know you like Shishirshkin and Saros, but listen, Demko, he is going to lock it down. And this is why my team will win the cup every single year. All right. So I have a bunch of reasons as to why I disagree with you. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> we talk about how he just pronounced Shesterkin's name. It sounded, like you, said, it sounded like you said shish kebab. <laughs> <laughs> um, I might have said shish kebab. He yeah. probably did, honestly, low-key. But no, uh, Birdie, you're <laughs> getting roasted from the chat here too, man. I think, uh, I mean, they're, they're saying you're a homer for picking all these Vancouver oh, players. Oh, my list. They're Just saying the you I took... Wait, I got three. They're saying I how dare you take the Brinkat over Godet? They're okay, saying how is that's because that's because he's his editor first of all, so like oh, okay, he's gonna okay. back out it anyway. But um, yeah, no man, listen, you guys, you guys, listen, I I have made my hut team. Okay, my hut team is very successful, so I clearly know what I'm doing here. Okay, all right, so I don't see your guys' hut teams doing anything. Are we really so... using hut as a basis right now? <laughs> I think we are. are. I think we are. <laughs> we might have to, man. Oh my god! To. And then it's actually, how Bob McKenzie gets his stats. Teams. <laughs> Yo, imagine he just sends franchise modes and see who becomes the best he's like all right i predict this guy's gonna be a franchise player oh my god and then they, they're also saying <laughs> they're also saying how is matthews the best defender on your team so i think your team is very well built for regular season hockey uh but come playoff time man i don't know I don't know. You're going to be relying on Demko. Yeah, I thought it through. I thought it through, man. Demko literally <laughs> ended all of Vegas, okay? They were playing Nightmare. They were going on about his performance against them two series, three series later. And I'm just like, okay, I guess Demko's doing rent-free in their head. All so, right. That's, yeah. that's fair. Yeah, he, he is the brick wall back there. Uh, let's mm-hmm. move on. We'll let chat vote a winner later. But let's move on to Ponchi, all right? Ponchi, you got your team set up here. I got you opened up. Tell us what you got going on. Um, yeah, 
I think Kyle Connor. I it's not that I don't like Ovechkin. I think I was thinking more that of like a fantasy lineup, and I I don't think if I got Matthews, I wouldn't get Kyle Connor. And like Kyle, I feel like Kyle Connor gets a little slept on here and there because he he plays really well. He puts up points, and especially how like Winnipeg's just struggling right now. Like he's one of those bright spots. Um. Matthews is Matthews. Uh, Point Point has more rings than everybody else combined on my team, so I really like Point. Uh, but my decor was a little. I could have switched it out for a couple players here and there. Um, I like Fox. I could have maybe gone Carlson, uh, Eric, or John. Take your pick. Um, but yeah, McCarr makes sense, and Leonard's getting me points in fantasy, so that's, I was thinking more of a fantasy rather than, like, a Stanley Cup, like, first five, but, you know, I feel like, I feel like that's, uh, that's a solid five, solid six. Fair enough, and, uh, alright, well, you're not getting roasted too hard, you're getting... Cheese Wiz is telling you that Connor's getting some respect. Nice to see. And then uh, the only guy who's roasting is Fala. So Fala's saying that uh, Leonard's terrible. He's basically telling him he's a donkey's behind. So what do you have to say about Leonard? What are you, how are you going to back this up? Because I think Leonard is this, one of the slowest goalies I've ever seen play in the NHL. He's got the biggest pads and the biggest chest protector I've ever seen. But hmm. I like him as a, as a, as a personality. Vasilevsky so, would beg to differ. Oh my god, yeah, Vasilevsky's thing is crazy too. Did you see him next to Price? Oh my god. Uh, all right, but tell us why you have Leonard. Why Leonard? Why not Vasilevsky? Why not? I should have picked Carey Price. Goddamn. Uh, but why not? Uh, why not anybody else? Oh well, because I I thought it was a fantasy draft going uh, in. I didn't think this was um like a Stanley Cup like lineup. Uh, mm. Well, like I don't think Leonard's not a bad pick, and especially because. How many games has Vegas played in total? I don't know, um, but quite a few. He's played a lot. Let's say thirty. Would thirty-two be in the right like wheelhouse? Yeah, that's Vegas. Plus, everyone's played around thirty-something games. Yeah. Who? Yeah. Okay, guys. Quick prediction. Who? Who do you know? Who do you think is? Um, who do you think is Vegas's backup? I know who it is. So I'm not going to guess, but guess who Vegas' backup is. I'll, one by one, guess. I know, I know who it is. Yeah, I know it too. I know who it is as well. Really? Okay, everyone say it. How is it? Laurent Brisson? Or Laurent? It's Laurent. Oh, damn. I don't think anyone would know. I was going to say, if no one knows who it is, then uh, clearly Leonard's playing a lot, but you guys all knew. We're Never mind, Leonard's nerd. terrible, though. Ponchi, I was trying to back <laughs> yeah. you up, but clearly, clearly Laurent Brisson plays a lot of games, and Leonard needs uh, to get out of there. Yeah, well, especially when you were the backup to Marc-Andre Fleury, like, you're... <laughs> Last year? Like, yeah, well, you... Um, like he he took over that starting role, so like you know he's not going to post the same numbers because well he's not flurry. You had two, yeah. Well, you also had two like all star goalies. If Flurry's playing, if he's hot, I don't see why you don't let him play four, five, six, seven games in a row. But now because. Leonard's your A one goalie here. He's playing four, five, six, seven, eight games in a row. Is is and Leonard? You know, like, is, sorry, go ahead. 
I, I don't think he actually is, but you're you're gonna let him run. You're gonna let him run because he's your he's your also he's your um top tier goalie here. And you're right. you know. Alright, well really? yeah. I would love to grill you some more and be like, Well mm -hmm. would you really want Leonard as your number one goalie? But it's fine. Let's move on. And I know you, he probably isn't your number one goalie, you just picked him because you thought Vegas was gonna be good, right? I mean well, Vegas is good. Yeah, that's so that, that's Leonard, why you picked him, right? You didn't pick him for him, you picked him for the team, right? Um, I picked him more because, like, well, uh, fantasy. I, he's getting me points. Exactly. You picked him for the, I, the team numbers because they're going to boost him up a lot, right? Yep. All right. Guys, yeah. Awesome. Did all of us, did none of us pick McDavid or Drysaddle? No, I'm proud Ooh. of us for that exact reason. Let's move on to uh, NXG Nick here. We picked teams that are going to win the cup, man. We're not picking teams that are going to get a bunch, bunch of goals. All right, let's go. <laughs> we all have Matthews. <laughs> Yeah, but we love Matthews. I didn't, we <laughs> I didn't even know we were picking teams that were going to win the cup, but I mean, I kind of like my team a lot more now. I think this team could win the cup. I mean, I, I wanted to go with a Russian theme. I was going to try to pick all Russian players. If if you can, if you can't tell, I'm Russian. Um, that first line, like I know we got two righties there, but I feel like Panarin is so good at passing that you could pretty much it doesn't really matter. And he can just play that. He could play. I mean, I'd probably put Ovechkin on the left side, obviously. You want mm. to take those one-timers. But Panarin's been unbelievable. I mean, he's one of the best players in the league right now. It's just that it's a pleasure getting to watch him all the time and seeing how good he is. Like, if you haven't seen Panarin, you have to see Panarin. It's, it's just, it's amazing the stuff he does with the puck. Like, it, it's basically like Patrick Kane 2.0. It's, it's mm. insane what he can do. And obviously, he produces points. Uh, Ovechkin, I mean, you know, what else can you say about the guy? He just guy just scores goals. That's all he does all the time. And uh, Malkin's the wild card pick. Um, I'm a huge Malkin fan. I've loved him ever since he got in the league. And he came back for the first time last night, got three points, not surprised. Guy just gets points. That's all he does. And he never gets credit because he plays with Crosby. Nobody ever talks about him. Like, literally, this, this man, anytime he's in the lineup, he's a piece of glass. But anytime <laughs> he's in the lineup, he gets points. So that's why I have him in there. And obviously the guys won cups. Ovechkin has a cup. And I think Panarin hopefully will get a cup with the Rangers. And uh, that blue line, I mean, I, f I feel like who, who else had Fox? Lazy, you had Fox, I think. No, we all had McCarr. Oh, you guys all had McCarr? Nobody else Every had Every single person had, had Fox. Real Nobody had Fox and McCarr. Okay, you had, okay, Ponch had Fox. Oh, yeah, right. I, mean, I you put him on Fox, the left. Fox is just like one of those guys. It's it's unreal, man, to see how he just kind of came out of nowhere. <clears throat> and, uh, like if you watch, like this guy is so good at breaking the puck out. He's such a smart player. Uh, there's a reason he has all those assists that he does. It's he's just he's unbelievable at passing. It's it's just like you know it's same type of package as Panera, and he's just on the blue line. Guy can <clears throat> pass the puck. Like if he passes it, it will get to the target, like nine nine out of ten times. So. I yeah. would definitely want him on my blue line. And Hedman, I think Hedman's still the best defenseman in the league right now. Even if he may not win the Norris, I think he's still the best team man in the league. He He's <laughs> the best two-way guy you're going to find. Gets points, plays the game the right way. And obviously he's got two cups now too, so I'd want him on my blue line. And uh, and there's just, there's a shish kebab back shish -kebab. in the pipes. Got shish kebab back there. He he's he's unreal, man. He 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 also, but injuries too with him. Injuries too. He's uh he's injury prone, but when he's in there and he's on it, it's very hard to beat him. And I think I talked about him the last time I was on the podcast too. So uh, you can't give enough credit to that guy, man. He's unreal. 
one of the best goalies in the game right now. So it doesn't have a cup, but I think he'll get one relatively soon. Hopefully. How's your locker room looking, though, if you've got Ovi and, and Malkin in the same room? Well, they're friends, aren't they? They're friends. Yeah, they're okay yeah. now. I mean, they had they did have beef at some point, but I think they're fine now. Most of the yeah. Russians, they end up, they like each they other. They end up you know, like each other in the end. Yeah. 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 So All right. Perfect. Chat, I have made a poll. Guys, we're not allowed to vote. Oh, Berta, you already voted for yourself, didn't you? <laughs> All right, well, everyone vote for yourself then, because Berta voted for himself. Well, did I'm you vote for yourself twice? There's no myself. way. Yeah. No, no, I voted once. I voted once. Okay. So vote for who you think had the best lineup. So don't pick the guy you think is don't pick your favorite streamer, because we all know you'd pick me hundred percent of the time. So <laughs> let's pick who you think had the best lineup. So just give you a quick recap. Nick's lineup is Ovechkin, Malkin, Panarin, Hedman, Fox, and Chesterkin. Ponchi's lineup is Kyle Connor, Austin Matthews, Braden Point, Adam Fox, Kel McCarr, and Robin Leonard. Ooh, Robin Leonard, man. Uh my lineup is so Lazy's lineup is Ovechkin, Matthews, Kane, Pelic, Makar, and Saros. And then Birdie's got his Ovechkin, Matthews, Debrinkat, Tiny Blue Line, and Hughes and Makar and Demko. Had a shoot. Tiny shot. blue line. Oh my. Just a few God. shots. And then let me just put mine back on the stream again. Next thing a lot of votes. I mean, all right. Just, don't forget, guys. My team is never leaving the offensive off. zone, first of all. Okay. We are always going to be in there no matter what. <laughs> So we don't need to worry about anything else. Hockey's no, preaching in the choir here, telling us that uh, Nick's voted six times on himself. So thank you, Hockey, for <laughs> oh, letting me know. My. So minus five oh, for Nick. Oh, um, <laughs> all right. I'm about to vote for Ponch. Ponch is getting disrespected right now. He had a good lineup. <laughs> no, I, I had to vote for myself, guys. I needed all the help I can get. You need to stop the count. <laughs> Stop the count, punch! Are you how sure? There's, there's, there's not this many people. Yo, how is it still going? Who's voting? Yo, Berta just voted like oh, seven. Use the dog ball. All right, bet. All right, so that's how it's gonna be. Wait, how do you do that? I don't know how to do that. I can't Dude, do that. You can use your channel points on it. It doesn't let me though. I don't know how to do that. Oh my god! I can vote <laughs> twenty-seven for Berta. Bro. All right, well that's not hey, very punch fair. Punch is on the board. We got punch one. Birdman contributed 1,700 channel Burda. points to win. All right. <laughs> so, so I made balance, it. Wait, I made it 100 channel points to vote a second time. I, I regret doing that. <laughs> so let me just do 35 <laughs> minus 17 for himself. So you got 18. You still won. You still won. <laughs> Dude, I wish I could check who contributed all the channel points. Think, all right. Well. I, I think I voted seven times for Nick. Hey, I nice. appreciate that, Ponch. Yeah, dude, there's... <laughs> according to Streamlabs, there's nine people in chat, so... <laughs> yet there was like a hundred votes. <laughs> everybody showed up for election day, though, apparently. All right. Oh, yeah, man. nobody shows up for election day, but this chat poll, everyone shows up 6,000 times. Uh, everyone's disrespecting Ponch. I'm sorry, Ponch. I think I think Leonard drowned you. But congratulations. This is your winning lineup. Ovechkin, Matthews, Debrinkat, Hughes, McCarr, Demko. My only flaw with your lineup, my... My friend is uh, Hughes and Debrinkat. I think you switched Debrinkat for Kane and Bakar for Pelik and Demko for... Who did I have? Saros? I think you... How are you going to have... <laughs> I understand what you're saying, but there's a reason why I won this poll. Okay? On yeah, one I, line, three goal scores. Damn, I should have voted for myself. I have infinite Who's channel points. Who's on that line? Ovechkin. 
Oh yeah, he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure half of his sister literally just shot off guys' pads, man. And if that's how he's gonna get assist this in this uh, lineup right, as well. Right. I think the biggest flaw with that poll was that I couldn't use my channel points, which I have infinite of. So I should have won that hands down, in my opinion. Don't but... hate the player. Don't hate the player. <laughs> yeah, hate the game. Yo, Twitch, what do you got going on, man? Come on. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's a good way to end it. That was a fun little way to to end the stream. I think. Do we have any topics that we missed? I don't think so. I think we nailed it. Uh, Miss so... you getting compliments on your glasses, man. <laughs> oh, am I? Yeah. Nice. Oh, hey. Yes, I found the hat. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And I know I wore this last time too. I know. I actually think I wore the same outfit. Maybe this is my Tuesday outfit. Where is it? Wednesday? It's Wednesday. Maybe this is my Wednesday outfit. Who knows? Honestly, anyway, what day is it? Go on no, with the outro. <laughs> go on yeah. With the outro. <laughs> so, all right. Uh, Cheese Wiz is asking us to trade PD. I don't think we're going to trade PD. Hey, Possum, what's going on? So, all right. Let's end the stream here or end the podcast here. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Wherever you are listening from, we appreciate your support. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, we do appreciate your support uh, to find us on those accounts. If you want to listen while going for a jog or listen while you're m making dinner or doing whatever and you just want to have your airphone airpods in or your earphones in or earbuds whatever you listen on on your phone on spotify look us up the it's called the snbp podcast i repeat the snbp podcast if you look that up on spotify apple Podcasts, google podcast you will find us no doubt you'll you'll see my channel uh emote on there or not emote but like icon thing that i have it's like a big bulldog like you'll see that so that's a good way to know that it's our podcast uh obviously i'm gonna uh Give a little shout out to Birdaman's channel. Check out Birdaman oh, on Twitch. Yeah. Shout out to Nick, Nick NXG Nick on YouTube and Twitch. He streams almost every day uh, in the mornings. Uh, Birdaman, I think you stream at mm -hmm. night for me, but I don't know what, what time it is for you. Uh, Nick also yeah. does post games for Rangers, uh, oh, Rangers games. So that. you want to check those out? That, so don't don't advertise that anymore. Oh, okay, he doesn't do that anymore. Yeah. Never mind, take that back. Not anymore. Let's rewind and pretend I never said that. Ponchi uh, is streaming mm. on Twitch. Help him reach affiliate, guys. He is so close. We'd appreciate your support. Yo, Nightbot is freaking out against Ponchi. Jesus. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then obviously I'm on some lazy guy zero nine. So if you want to check me out on YouTube and Twitch, some lazy guy zero nine. I've been doing a flyer series that I just started. I'm super excited about it. I made a whole cinematic for it. I got all of 10 views. Great time on YouTube. But the love is all on Twitch right now. So I really appreciate everyone stopping by on Twitch, helping me, my assistant GMs, to, uh, you know, just kind of discuss trades. We've made a ton of moves, a ton mm. of moves. Speaking of John Klingberg, I don't want to spoil too much, but I will spoil this. John Klingberg is now a member of the Philadelphia Flyers, who may or may not be first in their division after one year under my reign. So... Check me out on YouTube to tune in for that series. Check out all of our channels to tune in for all their series and what they got going on. And like I said, on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, Twitch, whatever you listen on, check us out. We're happy to have you. Happy to have your support. We always listen to your comments. Always listen to your requests for questions. And we're always happy to have you, all right? So we'll catch you guys in the next one. Huge shout out to, obviously, Birdaman, Nick, Ponchi, but also The Show 412, Fala Ammo, Hockey 582004, <laughs> uh, Kevin, so it's... K Loxon, yeah, K Loxon, got it. Got it. K Loxon, HD Hollywall, Fala Ammo, uh, Possum Fluff. If I misspell anything, I apologize. Okay, I'm trying my best. Papa Clutch 21. <laughs> I can see Birdman laugh in the background. Cheese Wiz 22. It was it. H Dollywall. H Dollywall. Yes. Oh, yes, HD. Yes. Oh my god, my bad. It's all um, good. 
That actually wasn't that bad. Uh, Kev player okay. for stopping by as well. Nightbot banning everybody in chat for reasons beyond my understanding. Dad, Dad Nine Sports. Uh, I think that's almost everybody that stopped by. And uh, we also had uh, our boy Cashmere Kilt. And uh, I think Bayou Bengal. Yeah, Bayou Bengal is here as well. And cool boy. So everyone, thank you so much for stopping by whenever you can. That was a long shout out, a long outro. I apologize to everyone who's still here. You're a trooper. And uh, we'll see you guys in the next one. All right. See you guys later. Bye, guys.